the title of the message, if, you, if you're taking notes, the title of today's message is, What's in Your Hand? Everybody say that. What's in your hand? Or we can say it like it says on the screen. What is in your hand? Everybody put your hands out like this. What is in your hand? So I got this thing right now with Vince. He's just about two. And I'm, listen, Danielle and I are doing our very best to parent him very well. If you don't know Vince, he's my son. He's like, he's the little blonde kid with a helmet running around outside. Um, but he's a little bit of a menace. Um, I think he gets it from his mom. And, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but he's a little crazy. And he likes to push the envelope. Raise your hand if you're the type of kid who likes to push the envelope. Like you like to push the boundaries. You like to see, like, you're a little bit of a thrill seeker. Anybody? All right, cool, whatever. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but he does. And he likes to explore things. And he likes to just grab everything. And so oftentimes I find myself asking Vince, Vince, what's in your hand? Because he's running around the house and he grabs something. Last night, Ben saved his life uh, because he was at the house uh, and I was cooking dinner and I put this knife down. And Vince was like, oh, sick. And he went to grab the knife and Ben's like, I don't think you need that. And I was like, oh, yeah, good call. Um, and so uh, the title of tonight's message is, What is in Your Hand? And I got to give credit to where credit's due. Yesterday I was writing this message, figuring out what I wanted to talk about, all that kind of stuff. And uh, Ben really helped me with this title. So uh, you can give that credit to him. But that's the last thing I'm going to say about that. Okay. He did not write this message. I'm just kidding. Um, okay. So turn in your Bibles, if you will, if you have them. Uh, if you have them on your phone or whatever, uh, it's going to be really quick. We're going to go to Exodus chapter 4. We're going backwards in our series, going back to a, a verse that I've read before in the last uh, few months and should be recognizable. Uh, as you're turning there, Exodus chapter 4, we'll do verse 1 through 2 and a half. Um, what happens here is Moses, right? You guys remember Moses? Raise your hand if you remember Moses, if you know who Moses is. Okay, Moses was this, was this guy who uh, was an Israelite, and he was born in a time where they didn't like the Israelite little boys, and so mom tried to save him, sent him down a river in a little basket, and then he got saved by the Pharaoh's daughter, blah, 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 okay, kill someone, and then he's out, exiled, okay? The burning bush. He walks up on this. It's God, and he starts to talk to God, and, and he has this interaction, okay? And Moses says this. Then Moses said... What if they will not believe me or listen to what I say? For they may say, the Lord has not appeared to you. The Lord said to him, what is that in your hand? And he said, a staff. God said, what is in your hand? And if you remember, Moses at this time was a shepherd. So he already had this staff in his hand. It was something that he had already... uh, that it was already a part of him. And God asks him, Moses, what's in your hand? And he says, a staff. And if you know the rest of the story, God asks him to throw it on the ground. He throws it on the ground. It turns into a snake. He's like, oh, that's a cool party trick. And he pulls it back up and it turns back into a staff. And he uses that as a miracle to, to kind of persuade Pharaoh in a certain way. And then if you know the story of the Red Sea, the parting of the Red Sea, God tells him to put that same very staff in the water and then the water parts. 
Like, what's the significance of the staff? Nothing. It's just a stick. (laughs) But God wants to use what was in Moses' hand. Amen? So once again, what's in your hand? You're like, I don't know. It's okay. I'm going to get there. (laughs) Here's the thing. You all have gone back to school. And this is why I'm preaching this message, a little pump me up, a little back to school message. Um, I got asked to preach. Danielle and I are going uh, back to my homeland uh, next week. Uh, for Danielle's cousin's getting married. And then also I'm going to, Vince is going to get to see my grandma. And I have a nephew that I haven't met yet. And I'm going to go see him next week. That's why Ben's preaching. And you guys are going to pack this place out next week. But I got asked to preach at uh, the church I grew up in. Uh, so it'll be really fun. They told me to preach a message about going back to school. I said, I hate that message. But then I wrote one, and I was like, what if I write it for my youth group, and then I just preach it for theirs as well. So when we go back to school, here's the thing, and I've said this before to you guys. You have a decision to make, and there's a lot of decisions to make, but here's the big one. Are you going to just survive school, or are you going to make a difference? That's it. Simple. And some of you are thinking, yeah, I don't really want to make a difference. <laughs> and I've, I've been there. That's cool. You just want to lay low, survive, get good grades, make it out. But I don't know. I think there's something different about this generation. I think there's something about you, different about you guys that deep down inside, you don't want to just be another number. You don't want to just be the crowd. There's something about each and every one of you that I feel wants to be unique, right? And here's the thing. If you just survive high school or junior high or wherever you're at, it's just like everybody else. And I know deep down inside, I think every single one of you, and even for my leaders in the room that aren't in school anymore, or if you are in school, you get the picture, or if you're at a workplace, right? You either survive it or you make a difference. And it's even me as a youth pastor. Can I be honest? As a youth pastor, I can either make the decision to take my paycheck, put on a decent service, hang out with students every once in a while, and just survive youth ministry. Or I can make the decision, which I often do, and it keeps me up at night, that I want to make a difference. I want to do something different. You can ask the team. I've been restless the last couple of weeks. <laughs> it feels like every week I walk in, okay, I have an idea, <laughs> right? And last week's idea was dumb, and so we're not doing it. But I, I'm, I'm a little restless because why? I want to make a difference. And listen, it's not, um, I'm not anxious about it because I know it's in God's hands. But I know I, I want to do something more than what I'm doing right now. Does that make sense? And this is what you guys are all going to have deep down inside is that, Yes, I'm just trying to survive school because it's crazy and, you know, whatever. And it's just like a lot. And my parents are at me all the time. And they're, you know, it's like, ugh. It's like, what if I, instead of just surviving school, I made a difference? Amen? Now, if you really want to make a difference, and you're going to take that step forward, God is going to ask you an important question. He's going to ask you, What is in your hand? You're like, bro, I don't know what you're talking about. It's okay. I'll explain in a little while. (laughs) What do you have accessible to you 
that God wants to use. So here's the first part of it. There's two parts of it. When God asks us what is in our hands, he's simply asking us what do we have available to us that he can use to make a difference. Because here's the thing. If we want to try and make a difference by ourselves, we're not really going to do all that great of a job at it. Right? We're just be like every other kid. Like, sure, we could be the class president and whatever and give a really corny speech at graduation and, uh, you know, whatever. We could be valedictorian, which there, when I was in high school, there was one valedictorian. Now they have 50 valedictorians. I just turned into that guy back in my day. Okay, anyways, doesn't matter. Who cares? Everyone's smart. Yay. Um, but what the question of what is in your hand is, what is God gifted you with? Some of you are incredible musicians. Some of you are incredibly talented, like, in the sports arena. Some of you are incredible at making friends. That's a gift. Some of you are terrible at making friends. <laughs> so get together with someone who's good at it. Some of you are really, really good at solving conflict. And some of you are really bad at it, <laughs> right? You get where I'm going. Like some, some of us have gifts, and it's not all the gifts that growing up, there's a lot of gifts that are just put on display. It's sports and music, and it's all these things. Oh, they're so talented, <laughs> you know, right? But all of us have a gift. All of us are important. All of us have something to offer, right? And, and whether you realize that now or later, I prefer now because God can use it. It's the thing that's in your hand. Does that make sense? And oftentimes the thing that's in our hand seems insignificant to us, but it's so important to God. Like Moses is like, it's just a stick. It's, it's just a, it's a staff. And God's like, well, that, I'm going to use that to do miracles. Why? Because God's in the business of making something that seems insignificant really important. And for us, oftentimes, it's about what's in our hand, but it's also just about us. And if you're like I am, at some point in my life, I felt really insignificant. Like, Man, I'm worthless. I don't know why God would use me. I'm not like the most handsome guy at school. I'm not the most athletic. I'm not the most talented. I'm not the most whatever. I'm not... You know, we have all those thoughts. You look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, I wish I was somebody else. But God is often saying to us, I could give you some real significance. Because when Jesus, I'm getting way ahead of myself. This is the end of the message. When Jesus died on the cross for you, he looked at you and said, man, you're worth it to me. Amen? So what? is in our hands. When you go to school, when you go home, maybe your mission field is home. Maybe you're the only one in your family who goes to church. The only one in your family who loves Jesus. Maybe you're sitting here, you don't even love Jesus, you just got invited. You're like, why am I here? Maybe it's because God wants your life to mean more than what it means right now. Amen? What is in your hand? What can you use? How can you use your gifts, your talents to show who God is in, at your school, at your home, everywhere else. Some of you are carrying things of great eternal significance and you don't even know it. Once again, it was like Moses <laughs> with the stick, <laughs> with the wood, the staff. And he's like, God's like, I'm going to use that. But you know what else Moses had? He himself was significant because he was the only one that was born an Israelite but lived in the palace. 
Does that make sense, everybody? I have another story. Anybody ever heard, raise your hand if you've heard the story of the parting, just kidding, that's a different one. I just read that. Raise your hand if you've heard the story of feeding the 5,000. Anybody ever heard the story of feeding the 5,000? So basically what happens is there's, they count, they, back in the day, because this is how, how it was back then, uh, they counted it by men. So there's 5,000 men, but really in reality there's probably like 20,000 people because it's women and children as well. Jesus just found out that his cousin got his head cut off by a king. It's pretty rough. Jesus escaped. He went away. Whoa. Jesus had to take time away, right? So Jesus steps away, but the crowd follows him. And he comes back, and the Bible says that he felt compassion on the crowd. And some of us would be angry at the crowd. Like, I'm just trying to get away from you, right? But Jesus came back, and he's like, oh, man, okay. And he performed miracles for them, and he healed their sick. And then the disciples, trying to be cool, well, they came up to him, and they said, hey, it's getting late. They need some food. Why don't you send them home so they can go get some food? And Jesus says, now, why don't you feed them? I think the scripture is Matthew 14. 16 through 18, I'm going to read it real quick. Just throw it up on the screen. I'm going to read it from there. It doesn't matter. But Jesus said to them, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. They said, we have here only five loaves and two fish. He said, bring them here to me. So there's 20,000 people estimated. The disciples say, we have only five loaves of bread and two fish. Jesus asks, what is in your hands? But once again, they say, but what we have is not significant enough to make a difference. What we have here is not going to be enough to feed the people that we need to feed. When God calls us to make a difference on our school campus or make a difference in our home, we often tell God, God, what I have to offer is not enough to do it. It's not enough. And God says, Jesus says, bring it to me. The crazy thing is, oftentimes we're right. If you do the math... I don't know if you guys are math wizards. If you do the math, five loaves and two fish is not enough. <laughs> so listen, when we tell God that we're not enough, we're right. And he's like, oh, but what? you're missing a very important part of the story. And we're like, what is that, God? He said, you have me. The disciples are missing a very important part of the story. They have five loaves, two fish, and Jesus. With just five loaves and two fish and the 12 disciples, yeah, that you can't feed enough. But five loaves, two fish, and Jesus, you can. Jesus broke it all up and fed all of the people. And not, so much so that he had the 12 basketfuls left over. They had more leftovers than they started with. Isn't that amazing? But five loaves and two fish shouldn't be able to feed 5,000 people, 20,000 people. And a, a shepherd's staff shouldn't be able to part the Red Sea. 
And I shouldn't be able to make a difference on my campus. I shouldn't be able to make a difference in my family. I shouldn't be able to fill in the blank. Because I'm not enough. I feel, anybody ever felt like you're not enough? It's okay, I felt that. I'm not enough. All right, this is a special, special Wednesday night. I got some size 10 off-white blazers worth, raise your hand if you know how much these are worth. Who wants to guess? Raise your hand and guess how much these are worth. How much do you think they're worth? $57. Anybody else? Raise your hand. Yes. $375. Yes. $170. Anybody else? Raise your hand. Yes. $285. More. Anybody else? More. No. I'm, I'm calling on people, not you. <laughs> Chris. Huh? Up. $350. Up. 400 up. How much? <laughs> you did the math in your head. 875. Okay, listen. At one point, these shoes here were worth $1,400. Right now, you know, because the market dropped a little bit, they're worth about 600 bucks. the shoes here. Who wears a size 10? Men's size 10. Men's size 10. All right, Mikey, these are yours. There's nothing in the box, dude. (laughs) Open the box, bro. Bro, show everybody. There ain't nothing in the box, bro. Give me, give me, give me, give me. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Hold on, though. Hold on, though. Hold on. Y'all thought this box was worth $600. Why? No, no, no. But what I was holding, you thought, why did you think this was worth that much money? Because of what was inside the box. Okay, so listen, listen, listen. Here's what I'm trying to tell you, everybody. This box by itself is worth 50 cents. It could be useful. School project. (laughs) Hold some stuff. Right? Just like all of us. We can be useful in the world and do stuff. We're not completely worthless. <laughs> like, we can make a small difference. We can hold some stuff. School project. But everybody wanted this box. Why did everybody want this box? Listen, if you walk into your campus, not an empty box, but a, a box filled with the Spirit of God, everybody on campus will look at you. I want what that person has. Listen, because the significance of the box is not based on the box. The significance of the box is based on what it's holding. And if I walk everywhere holding the Spirit of God, I'm worth something all of a sudden. I'm worth more than just a box. I'm worth more than 50 cents. I might be worth 1400 bucks. <laughs> I, I, listen, I might be worth nailed on a cross. I might be worth bloodshed. I might be worth something. All of because... Who I'm carrying. God wants us to be vessels for him. And all that you have to be, because this is just a box. It's not even a fancy box. They didn't even paint it. It's just a box. But you know what it is? When they put the shoes in it, you know what it was? Empty. 
oh man, what if I gave you this box with some old nasty smelly shoes in them? Oh, but we do that so much. We put old nasty smelly shoes in our box. Walk up. God, why aren't you using me? You're not empty. You got too much. My perfect shoes can't be in the box with those smelly shoes. God, use me. No, I can't. I would love to, but I can't because the box is full. It's full of junk. It's full of everything else you idolize. Self, social media, all of it. So God, what do I have to do? Just be empty. Just be available. So what's in your hand? (laughs) Because listen, if God can make you worth something, because he says you are worth something, God can take the gifts and the talents and the things that are in your hand that seem insignificant and make them worth something. Here, can I, can I be brutally honest with you guys? I don't think I'm that good of a singer. I'm okay. I'm like maybe above average. But, it, but if I tried to try out for American Idol, it's just not going to work. <laughs> right? And I'm not doing this to tear myself down. Listen, here's what I'm saying. God took a talent that may not be insignificant to, or may not be significant to the world, and he made it significant for this church. Does that make sense? God took a talent, like I, I might not be the best fill in the blank, but God took a talent that was insignificant to the world and made it significant for the time and place that I needed to be at. Listen, your gift, your talent, and who you are may not be significant to the world. Who cares? God can make it significant in the context he wants it to. Where, does, where is God calling you to? God is saying, all I need for you to be is available, is open. Like I said, he died on the cross for each and every one of us. And when he carried the weight of our sins, the things that should have took us down, he looks each and every one of you in the eye and says, man, you're worth it to me. You're worth it. You're worth it. So I'm not completely done yet, but real quick, before I move on, everybody bow your heads, close your eyes just real quick. I just do this so that nobody feels embarrassed. We're going to do this really quick, and then I'm going to move on to my closing. But I, before I can convince you to make a difference in your school, make a difference in your home. I want Jesus to make a difference in your heart. Amen. Um, and so if there's anybody in the room that feels, man, I, I, there's something different about this. There's something different about Jesus. I, and, and I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life. I want to carry Jesus with me in my shoebox. <laughs> I, I, I want to be that person. If that's you, and maybe this is the first time, maybe this is a time where you're recommitting, but if that's you and you want Jesus to be the Lord of your life, would you just raise your hand nice and high and bold? Amen, 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 amen. Lots of hands, lots of hands, lots of hands. Amen, amen, amen. Gosh, God is good. Awesome. You can put your hand down. Listen, the Bible says, everybody open your eyes, look at me. The Bible says all you have to do is believe. That's it. All you have to do is believe. I'm not even going to make you pray a prayer right now where it's like, Lord, would you come into my life? I don't, I'm not going to do that. What I'm going to tell you is 
If you raise your hand, you want Jesus to be Lord of your life. Believe in him, that he died on the cross for your sins, rose again three days later, and then live for him. Amen? And how you're like, I don't even know how to do that. That's okay. Start small. One thing we do, we do have Bibles in the back. If you don't have a Bible, we'd love to give you one. But you don't have to take one if you're not ready for that. Step one could just be showing up next week, next Wednesday. Just come on back. And it's just one, one foot in front of the other. The friends that are here with you that go to school, hang out with them at school. Right? It's just one small step. But we live for Jesus, right? Jesus is our Savior. He saved us. Everyone who just decided to make Jesus your your saved from all of that mess, he died on the cross for that moment. But also he's Lord. And he's perfect. And the way he lived his life was so amazing. And he loved everybody. And and he cared for folks. And we want to live that way too. So this is where I'm going to keep going. Listen, the things that we think we may or may not have seem insignificant. But check this out. There's a story in Acts chapter 3. And it's a really beautiful story. It's, it's um, Peter and John are walking around and they see this blind beggar. And this guy who is blind was born blind. And he's been begging his whole life for money. Because he can't work, he can't do anything. And he feels, right, that he's insignificant. He feels like he's just a stinking box. And he's begging for silver and gold, and he's begging for money. Please help me. I just need food. I need something. We'll throw the verse up on the screen. But Peter said, everybody say, Peter said. But Peter said, I do not possess silver and gold. Peter was a pastor, so he didn't have that much money. I'm just kidding. All right. I do not possess silver and gold, but what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, walk. He was not blind. He was lame. I just ruined that whole message. He wasn't blind. He couldn't walk. Okay, everybody, I messed up a little bit. Okay, he couldn't walk. Let's rewind. This guy couldn't walk from a very young age. He couldn't work. He couldn't walk. He's begging for money. They ask him for money. Comes up. I do not possess silver and gold, but what I do have, I give to you. Stand up and walk. So, moral of the story is the same, (laughs) even if I mess it up. I'm not perfect. It's okay. But the moral of the story is the same. This guy can't walk. He's laying on the sidewalk, begging for money. Begging. Begging, begging, begging. And all he wants is money. Think about it. That's what he's asking for. He's not asking, somebody help me walk. He's just saying, someone give me some money. And Peter says, silver and gold I do not have. And he's like, but ah, that's all I want. Stop. Stop there. Which is oftentimes the reaction that we have when we try and invite someone to church. Your friends are asking, silver and gold, silver and gold. And you're like, silver and gold I do not have. They're like, I don't care. Then leave me alone. But then there's those couple of friends who keep listening. Silver and gold I do not have. But what I have is of great significance. What I have turned my 50-cent box into something everyone was reaching for. What I have could be better for you than the silver and the gold. What I have, I give to you. Stand up and walk. So here's the thing. This is how I'm going to end. All of you are at school. All of you 
are desiring deep down to make a difference. And your friends are begging for silver and gold. And let's replace that with attention, with followers on social media, with affirmation, with fill in the blank, right? To be cool. I wanted to be cool when I was in high school. I just won't fit in. Silver and gold, silver and gold, silver and gold. And you have an opportunity to be like, yeah, yeah. Here's a few pennies. Or you could say, silver and gold I do not have. But what I have. And stop there. Because that's how a lot of us act as Christians. Oh, I don't have any silver and gold. What I have is dope. Silver and gold, I did not get that. That was like a cool magic trick. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like we tell everybody, oh, man, I, yeah, I don't, I don't worship that stuff. I'm not like you. I'm different. I love Jesus. What I have is sick. That's dope. See you next week. Yeah, mic drop. <laughs> so what's the difference? What's the difference? The difference is silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I what? Give to you. Don't hold it for yourself, everybody. The gift that this is, that Jesus loves you, that he changed your life from the inside out. It's so amazing. It's the greatest gift that you've ever received. It's so amazing, but it's worth absolutely nothing to everybody else if you don't give it to them. Right? I gave Mikey an empty shoebox. Listen, here's the thing. The shoes that are in this box do exist. I just didn't give them to Mikey. Right? But that's how we go to school. The thing that changed my life does exist. I don't really, <clears throat> I don't love you enough to share it with you. You don't mean enough to me for me to share that with you. Maybe I just don't believe they're real. As you go to school, sorry, band, I'm wrapping up. It's just going to be done. <laughs> and we're going to hang. As you go to school, silver and gold I do not have. But what I have, I give to you what is in your hands. Amen? Let's pray. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for moments like this where we can learn, where we can be inspired, God, to go into places that you've called us, whether it be our homes, our schools, our workplaces, and make a difference, God. So help us not to just carry around the knowledge that you're with us, but to give it to other folks, to give it to people. God, to just like Peter and John, to go up and say, silver and gold I do not have, but what I have, I'll give to you. So help us to share your good news. Help us not to worry about surviving school, but worry about making a difference. Praise and honor in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen.